back to the Michigan Business Beat, a Michigan business network. So from Mosier City in for Chris Holman and uh, recording remotely and uh, catching up remotely with our guests. A monthly feature here on the Michigan Business Beat, Dave Heisey, president of DRH Enterprises LLC out of Grass Lake, Michigan, and he is the Crestcom facilitator here in Michigan. Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, Dave. Thank you, Jeffrey. Excellent. Now, Crestcom covers dozens of managerial and leadership modules over the course of their years, and a key piece to business is negotiation. Does Crestcom look into that great topic? We certainly do. We uh, have a module and, a, and a, a model for negotiation that we share with our participants in an attempt to help them get comfortable, oddly, with something they do frequently throughout their work week, maybe without necessarily recognizing it. But uh, most people who are in leadership spend time negotiating with their employees, with their boss, with cross-functional peers, with customers, with vendors and suppliers. And, you know, negotiation can be challenging. There's anxiety associated for many people with going to buy a new car or buying a house. Any big ticket purchase item can bring some angst associated with having to negotiate with someone for those kinds of products or services. So the model that Crestcom presents focuses largely on preparing for a negotiation, which very few people do. So the five-step model consists basically of step one, preparing both in terms of outcomes and in terms of dialogue. So what is it that you hope to be able to accomplish and how are you going to engage the person in a negotiation in such a way that it becomes a positive issue rather than a negative issue? And so we have tips that we provide on ways to go about doing that. The second step is called no, and it's basically doing some research and thinking on what the other party might be interested in. Typically, you have a clear idea of what you want to accomplish and how you want to accomplish it. That may be vastly different than what the other party is accustomed to doing, is looking to do, is familiar with doing. And so if you can come to understand how they operate and what approach they're most likely to take, you'll become a better negotiator by understanding their perspective. I'm sure we've all had the experience of getting into a negotiation with somebody and it pretty quickly becomes evident that it's not going to be much of a negotiation. They are stuck in the mud, unable to move. And the only way to sort of help them get off that phase is to acknowledge their different perspectives, acknowledge their different technique for doing things, and see if you can, through expressing understanding of their approach, get them to look at things a little bit differently. The third is to create some credible alternatives. So you should never walk into a negotiation with plan A is the only plan. Plan A is probably the best thing that you would want to accomplish through this negotiation. You should have a plan B, which is your minimum requirements for proceeding. Then you should have a walk away line, a line at which you recognize if I'm not able to get at least this, then it's not going to work for me and I need to step away from the table. There have been several instances in my business career where I've seen people agree to something that fell below that line. And then you ask them, well, why did you accept 
terms that were not good. And the response is, well, that's how it worked out. Well, you could have not gotten yourself there if you knew what your stopping point was. Give and get concessions, understanding what might be of value to the other party. I learned this with some equipment negotiation. Some vendors were very stuck on price. They would not budge their price one iota, but they were more than willing to throw in a bunch of free training, a bunch of spare parts, some other things that they were very flexible on, but they were inflexible on pricing. Conversely, I've had other vendors that would not give you training for free, required that you pay for the training, but they were very negotiable on price. So understanding where each of these folks falls is helpful to your negotiation. And then one of the more important things for step five is to conclude. And this is a verbal followed, depending on the the scope of the negotiation, followed by something in writing on exactly what it is that we are agreeing to. The reason that that becomes so important is in the scope of a negotiation, you may talk about 15 different aspects of an item that you're looking to acquire, but the agreement really only involves three of those. Now, if you don't document that, if you don't restate and summarize that, two weeks later, some of those 15 items will come back into the discussion. Well, I remember we talked about this. Yeah, but that wasn't part of the final negotiation. So it becomes very important that you conclude your negotiation with exactly what you're going to do, exactly what I'm going to do, so that there's subsequently no confusion about all of those other things that we talked about. So that is Presscom's five-step approach for successful negotiation. We also have a sort of a 15-piece toolkit for negotiators, which is very powerful. And I guess the last thing I'll leave you with is a really great resource for particularly for negotiation or negotiators who do this an awful lot, and it's a book called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And Chris is a former FBI hostage negotiator, and his book is just really interesting. It takes you through how negotiation has changed over time with the FBI, why they've made changes to their negotiation process, and a whole bunch of tips and, and techniques for expert negotiators that I found very entertaining and very valuable. Definitely so. Well, thank you, Dave. And just going back to that five-step process, Probably not weighing each one equally, but uh, putting a lot of effort initially into the prepare, 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 prepare for your knowing, prepare for the create will make the flow go a lot better than if you, yeah, you put in some preparation and then you, you do a baseline knowing it can bog down the create, the give and get and conclusion later on. So preparation's key. Absolutely correct. And uh, yeah, the, the more you think about it, the more different perspectives you come at it with, you know, the less surprised you'll be by some oddball situations that your your negotiating partner may throw at you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you thought about it extensively, you're far less likely to get emotional with, let's say, a lowball offer or a weird contract term that you weren't expecting going into it. Definitely so. And obviously, like you laid out in the earlier part of this interview, those negotiations are not only vendors, but suppliers, 
your team members, your own manager are cross-functionally within your organization and then uh, customers. So this applies to many, many different areas. So thank you so much for sharing about negotiation today. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity, Jeffrey. I appreciate it. What's that contact information? Because you have, well, virtual sessions here in Michigan now for Crestcom International. I do. I am able to hit the whole state of Michigan at this point with virtual sessions. And if you're interested in learning more about those, my email is dave.heisey, it's H-E-I-S-E-Y, at crestcom.com, and my phone number 517-906-6247. All right. Well, Dave, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. Thank you, Jeffrey. Once again, Dave Heisey, president of DRH Enterprises, LLC, out of Grass Lake, Michigan, Crestcom facilitator for Michigan. Today, we've been talking about negotiation. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network.